0: you are beautiful you are worthy your dreams were put on your heart for a reason no matter what anyone else might think of you for following them so stand up stand tall and stand proud you were made to shine Happy Sunday my beautiful amazing people um i just ate like a protein bar so i'm looking at that out of my teeth that's a great way to start a podcast episode i'm looking at a protein bar out of my teeth um i i really am though so that's why if i sound a little muffled it's because of that you guys it's been a day it's been a day i don't typically podcast on thursdays um but you know it's just it's been one of those days and i I joke that, and if you're a creator, if you create any sort of content, if you also have a podcast, you might've just heard my ice machine go off in the background. Um, If you also have a podcast or you are a writer or you, you create content on social media or YouTube or whatever, you feel me when I say a lot of times, the reason you do it, And why you get so fulfilled out of it is not necessarily for other people. It's for yourself. And for some of you, that might sound crazy because you're like, I would never. Like, that sounds like a job to me. I would hate to have to record podcast episodes. I would hate to have to write. or I. But for me, like, doing this is so life-giving and it energizes me. And so I was not planning on doing a podcast episode today at all. But I needed to be reconnected to just that, that inspiration. You know, sometimes I feel like we get so busy being busy. We, we run our weeks and we're crazy and we're running around like chickens with our head cut off. And we just, we forget to breathe and do the things that we actually just enjoy. Not necessarily because they're making us a ton of money, not because they're making us get any, you know, real life physical traction and in a really instant way, but More so because it's just this, man, it's this gift from God of like this thing you get to do that you love doing and it does make the world better in some way, shape or form, but it's not necessarily for that reason you do it. Um, No one's making you do it. You just love it. You absolutely love it. So two minutes and 20 seconds in, that's why I'm podcasting today. (laughs) Uh, you guys, today I want to talk about um, this idea of sowing your seed in the dark. Sowing your seed in the dark—that would be a bomb sermon title. And the reason I want to talk about that specifically is because, you know, I'm I have the absolute honor and the absolute privilege privilege of speaking for a university in India uh, on Saturday not in person. (laughs) I am not flying to India for one speaking engagement. I have done that before, not for speaking. But when I was in high school, I went to India and I, good Lord, that's a long flight and I hate flying. So that wasn't an option, but I'll be speaking virtually at a university in India and I'm so excited and I'm so honored. And it made me reflect on, on the steps it took to get here. The steps it took to be someone that people thought of, like, who do I want speaking to my university kids? And it just, it just, sometimes you, you are so blind to how faithful God has been because we get so trapped in where we're not instead of looking back on how far we've come. And when I say how far we've come, I mean how far God has brought us. And how faithful he's been to his promises. The ones that we every single day, you know, we're like, it's not enough. It's not enough, but it is. And sometimes it's good to look back to see how far you've come, to see how much progress you've made and to remind yourself, our God is faithful. He keeps his word. He keeps his promises. Romans eleven twenty nine: 29, for God's gifts and his calling can never be withdrawn. And if he has a calling on your heart, he's going to lead you there. And that word calling... Is what I really want to hone in on, and that's where we're going to get into with sowing your seed in the dark. I feel like calling has become this this really sexy um, millennial like Gen Z. I don't understand all these generational terms if I'm being honest. I have no idea if I'm a millennial, if I'm a Gen Z. My birthday was April 11th, 1998. DM me, let me know. I literally have no clue and I don't really care. But I feel like calling is this thing that a lot of young people have taken and misconstrued, right? Calling is now this thing that like everybody wants to find their calling. It's kind of like purpose. It's like, what am I What am I here for? What is my purpose? What? And I feel like we've taken this thing that, that God gave as a gift. And we've turned it almost into this idol that we have to serve and we have to find and live our lives by and according to. And the reason I say we've misconstrued it is because I think a lot of people are struggling right now. If you don't feel like you have a calling, Like maybe you're like, Annie, it's great that you love to speak. It's great that you love your nutrition business. I'm over here and and I am binge watching Netflix to feel something because I have no idea what I want to do with my life. So I consume my time watching TV shows of other people who look like they know what they want to do with their life to numb out my pain of the fact I feel like I have no trajectory and I have no calling. Maybe you're like, Annie, it's great that you feel like you know what you want to do with your life and you're doing it and you're getting asked to speak at a university in India and that's so cool, but I'm over here and I, I spend my nights crying because I see everyone else on social media and they all seem to have it all figured out. And I have no idea what I want to do with my life. And I don't feel like God has called me to anything. And because of that, does that mean he doesn't love me? Does that mean he loves me less? Like, why do you feel this calling? And I don't feel this calling. And this is what I want to talk to you about because there's so many people that feel that way. I felt that way. I felt that way. I remember sitting on my bed in high school and I was, I will preface it with this. I have the most amazing parents in the world. I love my parents to death. And in high school, I can't even, I don't even know how they knew. But every single time I was, I was upset, one of my parents, they knew. They knew I was upset. And I would just go to my bed and I would literally, I remember, I would just wait. I would wait for them to come into my bedroom because I knew that they knew I was upset. Even if I didn't act like I was, I knew that they knew it that could preach on its, on its whole other level. But so my dad comes in, I'm sitting on my bed, I'm sitting on my LL bean decorated bed and I'm crying. And I'm like, dad, I, I can't, I can't put it into words, but I just know, I just know I am, I am meant for something, something deeper than this, something deeper than the, the superficialness of, of, parties and drinking and like I just all the stuff my friends are doing like I just know that I'm meant for something more than this but I don't know what like I have no idea what and, it, and I remember just sobbing and I was like I th- there is nothing more painful and frustrating than than it's like you want to be called but you don't even know what to be called to you want to be passionate but you don't even know what to be passionate about you, you want to be excited and you want to be energetic and you want to be on a mission, but you don't know what to be on a mission about. You don't know what God has called you to plow, what seeds he's called you to plow. And I know right now you think this is not aligned with my title of sowing your seed in the dark, but it is. I'm going to reconnect it. You just watch. You just watch me. Here's the thing. And this is what, I, this is what I've begun to understand as I've... I've lived life and as I've, 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 as I've cycled through different dreams, as I've cycled through different experiences. When I was in high school, I thought I was going to be the next Serena Williams. I remember, I I remember running on the treadmill. I was on like mile six, which tennis players don't, don't run long distance like that. But for some reason in my head, I was like, yes, we are running 12 miles today. and We're going to be a professional tennis player. (laughs) And I, and I thought that's what I was called to do. I thought I was, I was called to be a professional tennis player. And then guess what? I got to college, I didn't make the lineup. So I started running and running and running. And then I realized, oh, I really like running. Maybe I'm called to be a, a professional runner, okay? But then guess what? I found my nutrition business. I was like, man, maybe I'm called to do this. And then I found my nutrition business and I'm still doing that. But then I found speaking and I was like, man, I feel called to do this. And guess what? Five years from now, I might feel called to do something else. Here's my point. Here's my point. I realized calling's the passions change passions change calling never does because what god calls us to is not an occupation ooh i feel the spirit of god in my heart right now what god calls us to it is not an occupation Okay, it's not an occupation, it's not a position, it's not a title, it's not a status, it is nothing outside of you. Because if God was to call you to something outside of you, something in this world, then that means it's something this world could take away. The world can take away positions and titles. You don't think you think I'm lying? Just ask about 70% of the people that have lived through COVID-2020. Most people lost their jobs. They lost positions. They lost titles. They lost houses. They lost family members. Some people felt called to be a wife, felt called to be a husband, felt called to be a daughter, and they lost loved ones. So God does not call us to things outside of ourselves, to things the world can take away from us. God calls us to him, to our spirit, to his spirit in us. That's our calling, and what I believe is when you get connected to that, when you follow that, when you step into that in this season of your life, in whatever this season of your life is asking you to do, when you connect to your source, that, that worldly definition of calling, which I think we've confused with passion, with I think we've confused with contribution, there's a difference between calling and contribution, Okay. When you follow your calling, which is to follow God, you find your contribution. In fact, let me say it this way. When you follow your calling, your contribution follows you. So, so when I, when I realized, when I was sitting in that conference room, 2016 in Vegas, and I saw Emily Vaber speak on stage, and I knew that I knew that I knew that my spirit was like, hello, Annie, this is going to be you one day. I just know it. This nutrition company, this is your vehicle speaking on stage. That is your other vehicle. Go. My spirit called me to that. And I connected to that source. I connected to my source. My calling was to connect to God. My calling was to connect to my spirit. My calling was to connect to my source. And when I did that, which I did that at a, at a young age, I gave my life, I fully gave my life to Christ in high school. When I connected to my calling, then guess what? A couple years later, my contribution found me. And I think sometimes we mix it up. We mix it up. We think that we have to go find our calling. We have to go find out, do we want to be a lawyer? Do we want to be a doctor? Do we want to be a sales rep? Do we want to be a speaker or writer? Do we want to be a wife? Do we want to be a mother? Do we not? Do we want to be a dad, a boyfriend? What do we want to be? We think we have to find all these things out here. When God is saying, you got the order of the steps wrong. Calling is not out there. Calling is in here. It is in your heart. It is in your spirit. It is in your lungs. It is in your body. It is in the the life, the life that my son died to give you. That's calling. And you've got to connect to that. And when you connect to that, when you connect to that, how you're going to contribute to this world in that expression, it will find you. It will find you. I almost think of it like a, like a Wi-Fi connection. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, think of it this way. If your phone is not connected to the Wi-Fi, you're not going to get text messages. Oh, no way. I got a better one. I got a better one. Okay. I'm thinking about this on the spot. If you're a phone, if you're like me, if you're like me, you have to have a map on your phone. I am the most, I, I really, I am genuinely probably the most geographically challenged person you'll ever meet. Um, I've lived in Atlanta, Georgia my whole life and I still use the GPS to get to the Publix that I've gone to since, well, um, my entire life. So so, to, just to give you some context, I'm very geographically challenged and it's also a story that I tell myself and I I'm, I'm, I'm working on. However, so it's kind of a self-fulfilling prof- prophecy, but that's not the point. If I don't have any service, if I'm not connected to service, if I'm not connected, if my phone is not connected to a source, guess what doesn't work? My map. If I'm not connected to the source, I can't get anywhere. What comes first, the directions or the connection? The connection. The connection comes first. You don't get directions if you don't have a connection first. And so that's what I'm trying to get across. Some of us in our lives, we're asking for directions and we're not even connected yet. And we're 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 saying our phone doesn't work. We're saying our phone's broken, our phone's broken. But honey, you haven't even connected it yet. You have like turned off your data. You have turned off your Wi-Fi and you're asking why the directions aren't popping up. When I realized that calling comes from getting connected to the source and then you get the direction of your contribution. And then you get the insight onto the next best step to go. And then you get clarity on on which job to take, which occupation to hold, which position to go for, which title to shoot for, which, you know, do you, to, do you want to have kids? Do you not want to have kids? Do you want to be a boyfriend? Do you want to be a girlfriend? Do you want to do all these things? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that answer for you. No one does. But I promise you, you will never know that answer for you rightfully unless you get connected first. Turn your phone on. Get it connected to your data plan. Get it connected to your Wi-Fi and then plug in your destination and then go to your maps. And then you'll get text messages getting clarity on who needs what from you or who's texting you or where to go or where to be. But you can't do anything if you don't have connection. And I say that because like I said, some of you are starving for a calling and you think God loves you less or doesn't love you at all, or doesn't know you at all, or didn't choose you at all because you don't feel like you have a calling. And I'm here to tell you, no, no, you, every single person has a calling. Every single one of our callings is to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind and to love our neighbors. Christ Jesus loved us. Us. That's our calling. I don't care if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a speaker. I don't care if you have 10 bajillion, million, billion dollars in your bank account. If you have none, if you have debt in your bank account, I don't care. We all have the same calling. And it is in that expression of our calling that we differ. But you, don't, you will not know how God wants to express your calling into this world and the way he designed you to unless you first get connected to him. So get connected to him. And once you do, just know. Once you do, find that expression of contribution you want to make in the world. Like I said, I, I found mine at 18 sitting in a conference room in Las Vegas. And it's, it's changed since I was 16 and then 17 and then 18 and then 19. And, and it it will always change because life is changing. But, um, you guys understand that the moment of discovery is not the moment of deposit. And this is just kind of another idea on top of the last, but when you find that expression of contribution, God wants to, to, to use your calling in, maybe it is a doctor, maybe it is a speaker, maybe it is an entrepreneur, a business owner, someone in marketing or logistics or finance or to be a mom, a dad, a husband, a wife, whatever it is. I promise you, I promise you, just actually a hundred percent, I can promise you this a hundred percent. The minute you discover what your contribution is going to be, it will be a really long time before the world catches up. The moment of discovery is not the moment of deposit. The moment the world discovers you're pretty good at something or, okay, this is, wow, this is cool. It's not the moment God put that in you. God put your ability to do whatever it is for contribution he wants you to do in this world. He put that in you before you were even born. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He put that ability in you before the world even knew who you were. And so calling, we're all called to love Jesus Christ with all our heart and understanding. We're called to love others as Jesus loved us. But then contribution, yes, it will look different depending on everyone. And building your contribution It's going to look like planting your seeds in the dark. It's going to look like doing things when no one's watching, probably for years. I can't tell you how many Instagram videos, um, you know, I I even tried YouTube. I'm not a big YouTube person, but I tried YouTube. I Like, I can't tell you how many things speaking wise I did before this that no one paid attention to, no one cared about, but I gave 110% to. Every single time. And I was no good when I started. I sucked. But I just knew this is what I was called to contribute as and and into, into this world. I just knew it. I knew that I knew that I knew it. And and I think that's the thing. It's like, you know what you're called to contribute in when you just, even when you suck in the beginning, you know that you know that you know that this is it. So you're like, oh, the fact that I suck, that is irrelevant because I just know, right? It's almost like it sounds naive, but in a way it's beautiful because it's like, no, I just know. Like, I just know this is it. And you just do it even though you suck at it and you're willing to suck at it until you get good because you know that this is what you were chosen to contribute into this world with. But I'm telling you, once you find that, the moment of discovery is not the moment of deposit. There are going to be years of you secretly sowing seeds in the dark when no one's watching, when no one's celebrating you, when when no one's clapping for you. I have, I have opened up my Bible in front of my bathroom mirror and pretended I was preaching in front of a crowd of like 10,000 for years. This is what I would do on Saturday nights. I find it so much fun. I would like prepare sermons and then I would literally just go in front of my bathroom mirror and I would just pretend I was like speaking to people. I'm not even kidding you. And now, now that sounds crazy, but guess what? I just knew one day I knew I was being prepared for that. And so now, like on Saturday, when I'm going to be speaking to a group of a couple thousand students in India, am I nervous? Oh, heck yes. But I know that I'm ready. Because I have spent years practicing. I have spent years preparing. And how do you know? How do you know when you found the thing you've called to contribute into this world with? It's when you're willing to do that even when no one's watching. Because you know that you know that you know that no time spent investing in that craft is time wasted because it's preparation time. It's it's preparing you for something you can't even see yet. That there is no proof in this world that's going to happen yet. But that you know that you know that you know that God's going to come through because he put this in you. So for my friends that are struggling with this idea of calling and feeling less than, because you don't know, you don't know that you know that you know about anything. Know that you do have a calling. It is to love God, the only God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love others as he has loved you. That is your calling. And you follow that until Until clarity is shined on the way he wants you to contribute with that calling. And you do that by serving the season you're in. You might be in a job that you freaking hate. Okay. But guess what? For some reason, you're at that job. For some reason, you're at that job. And so the way that you can continue to live into your calling is to keep loving people in that job that you hate. Keep serving God in that job that you hate. Keep honoring God in that job that you hate. In that in that marriage that's falling apart right now. in in those circumstances that you're like, I don't know how I got here. This is not where I always want to be, but I'm here right now. That's how you continue to live out your calling until you get the revelation of the exact contribution God wants you to bless this world with. And for those friends of mine that have found their contribution and you're like, I'm, I'm like you, Annie. I know that. I know that. I know that I meant to be a basketball player, that I meant to be a Christmas tree harvester. I'm looking at my Christmas tree right now. And yes, it is March. Um, remember, 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 remember. You are gonna spend years sowing seeds in the dark before you are discovered. Because the moment of discovery is not the moment of deposit. There is a difference. There is a reason. Every single, every single big, you know, albums, shoes, whatever, there is a there's a length of time in between the reveal and the release. An album's reveal is months before the album release. Why? Because that's when it gains momentum that's when it gains preparation. That's when it gains stability. That's when it gains what it needs to do and the pivots that need to be made before it's released into the world. So keep sowing your seeds in the dark, my friends. Keep going. Keep going. The world needs your contribution. If you have clarity on what that contribution is, that is special, people are praying for that right now. You cannot let that go. Do not let that go. And for my friends that are praying for contribution, live into your calling. We all have the same calling. Love God. Love our neighbor and keep serving that in this particular season of your life. And get connected to the source and stay there. Stay there. Always, 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 always. I'm sending you guys so much love.